Welcome to Realoran International Ministries Incorporated with Anne Elizabeth, where real people meet a real God. He stops me many times. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? In me, in me is everything you need because in me was created everything that is. So in me, in God, in God is all. And we have all because of Christ. He made that way. He made the way for us to have all from God the Father. Amen. Including the Holy Ghost, which is our comforter, our Everything on this earth, he leads us, he guides us, he comforts us. But in God is everything we need. It's like, well, actually, I got an electric bill due. And God's like, why don't you seek me first, as the Bible says in Matthew 6, 33. And then everything that you need, I will add to you. Isn't that a nice concept? It's not a concept, it's a truth. And it's like, well, that sounds kind of weird, you know? Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, Matthew 6, 33, that we seek you, we seek God, okay, is, is number one. Number two is God adds to our life what we need. That's pretty simple, isn't it? So we seek God first, not at the, you know, if all else fails, you know, we can go, we'll go Hazel, to, we'll go to the Christmas party and see if one of those Christians can pray for us, right? But we seek God first, you know, when you get up in the morning, have your coffee, your tea, whatever floats your boat, and open up the Bible and read about him and then God will add to us what we need. You know, nobody that does life like this will be found in chaos and counseling. And, you know, then, then they're going to be a nervous wreck full of anxiety, you know. Yeah. Now, a lot of times God asks us to do things that <clears throat> maybe we don't want to do. I don't know about you, but this happens in life, doesn't it? where God asks us to do things that we don't, well, God, that's not on my schedule. That's not, that's not what I had in mind. Uh, this is really what I wanted this to look like, uh, not that. Amen? Yeah. And so we just need to know that that happens. Father, I thank you for this message. I just thank you for putting this together for us. I thank you for giving us bread from heaven. I thank you for refreshing us in your presence and by your spirit. It's not by our might, our power. It's by your spirit. And we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Headline news. Bartender shot and killed as he poured his last drink. Isn't that sad? His last drink. You know, there's a lot of drinkers out there. And many of you might be tuning in tonight. 
and you're pouring down your alcohol down your throat, not thinking anything of it. But do you know he didn't think anything of it? And he poured his last drink, and now he is no more. I wonder if his mother urged him through the years to go to church and get right with God. I just wonder if his family tried to get him to come to Christ and make things right because we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and the only way to God when we leave the earth is to have our sins removed from us by the blood of his son Jesus Christ. Amen. But he poured his last drink. Somebody came into the bar and shot him and he's history. So did he have time to get right with God? The answer is no. Let's check out Galatians chapter 5, beginning in verse 19. It reads as follows. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. Hello, girlfriend. <laughs> Envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do, underline do such things, shall not, underline not, inherit the kingdom of God. I was talking about this uh, headline news. A bartender was pouring his last drink, working making a highball perhaps, and he was shot in the back, and he's gone. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? So the next time the devil tells you to go in and have a drink, you go home or you ask the Lord, I'll take some new wine, amen? You know, when you, when, whenever I talk about new wine, it's the one thing I experience right off the cuff that lands on me like nobody's business. I actually feel the new wine inside of me, the new wine. It's like a, it's like a, a God high. Amen. Mm -hmm. There is no, nothing that Satan made that God didn't, it didn't originate with him. Amen. Even the merriness of a happy heart, you know, and Satan gets everybody in the bar to drink and then they, then they get raided and, and they're gone. I mean, I, I read the feed. Amen. I read the news feed and I just, I'm just glad to be a wise Christian. <laughs> I am so glad. Life is short, isn't it? Yeah. Life is short. And so we just need to stay on the path because it's very clear what God says is eternal. Amen. We know that what God says is eternal. Now there's many atheists out there tonight, maybe uh, in Forbes magazine and that you might mock what I have to say about the word of God. But the thing is, I've never been to a billionaire's funeral that had anything in his coffin beside his skeletal system in a suit or a dress. Amen? I don't see it lined with silver going to the next place. Do you? So we can all agree we have a day we arrived and we have a day we leave. The only way to leave this earth, I can't state it enough, is to leave clean before Christ. It's the most important thing I have is my soul. And I found that out 21 years ago when I went into heaven and to hell, 
and my book, Real God, will bring out that information and share that with everybody. Tonight's message is, what is going on? What is going on? How's everybody's week been? Interesting? Last two weeks? Yeah, everybody's been in my, I've been, I've been praying for everybody here. And uh, you've been on my heart, in my mind. So, but uh, we just played a song called I Surrender Control. I think that's interesting. You know, we love to sing in church. I do. Yeah. But then we got to go do what we sing. Uh-oh. <laughs> I surrender. Does anybody like to surrender anything when you think about it? I surrender, especially this word, C-O-N-T-R-O-L. I surrender control, especially for leadership quality material. In which you guys are. It's hard to surrender control. We have our, we have our uh, day planners. We have our monthly goals. Some even have vision boards. They're at the ship, right? And here comes God. He's knocking on the door going, I'm going to interrupt your little situation you got going on and ask something of you. Amen? And a lot of times we're not sure if we want to, don't, hey God, don't interrupt my life. Amen? <laughs> don't interrupt me and tell me to go over across the aisle at the grocery and I see this Muslim woman, and you're, you're asking me to go talk to her, to invite her to, to Anne's Real God class. Or maybe God put it in your spirit to call a friend and, and go pick her up and bring her to class. She needs to hear. She needs to be a part of a community. I mean, we all need to open bread and be a part of a community. Do, do we not? Are we, are we good on our own with our stuffed animals or our dogs? I mean, you know, how much can you, we love Fluffy, amen? Yeah. Maybe you got a cat or a dog or a bird, yeah. but after a while, it's like, you not, I need a little bit more companionship than you, and you know, God understands that. He made Adam and put him in the forest with every, everything. He's running around naked. I mean, can you picture that? <laughs> Here's Adam, he's running around naked, and he's naming all the animals, and God's enjoying his company, and God's, God's training him. And uh, that was Adam's life before Eve came, amen? But uh, I surrender control. Those are two big words. Uh, that, well, there's three. The first big word is I. You know, God will come after our eyes, and, and he, will, he will kill that eye so he can, he can be big in you, amen? We're called the body of Christ. We're called the body of Christ. We can draw our hair. There's a little arms. And we're supposed to be the body of Christ, meaning we're Christ's hands, we're Christ's mouth, we're his feet. And he might say, can you go talk to somebody, invite them to class? Yeah, but I, you know, I, I'm, I'm shy, I don't feel like it. Well, maybe God is asking you to, to get some of these people that really need to be here. Amen? And maybe they're strangers in the middle of a grocery store. I've walked up to people, God has said, go talk to somebody and ask him if you can pray for them. They look at me like they've... Like I'm from Mars, but they yeah, start crying, yeah. you know? I mean, there's, there's nobody I've ever talked to that has turned me away, amen? When God puts it on your heart, go for it. But we have to kind of give up I mm -hmm. and say, yes, Lord, okay? And, and surrender control and say, well, this wasn't on my day planner, God, to take time for her or take time for him, but okay. 
So, and, and we have nothing to fear if we are under Christ and obedience to Christ. So let's look at the word surrender. That's a big word. Surrender is defined as giving over, abandoning, leaving, relinquishing, renouncing, yielding, delivering up, and submitting. Those are a lot of big, nice words. But what are we going to do when we get home tonight and we're ready to turn the light off and God says, I want you to set your alarm clock for one hour earlier, okay? Instead of getting up at, at 6, cross that off. I want you up at 5 because I want you to go through a certain book in the Bible and put together a lesson. Or I want you to get up and pray an hour. Uh-oh. So we're going to have to give up what we want, abandon what we want, leave, relinquish it, renounce it, yield ourselves to Christ, delivering up and submitting. Amen? Well, let's look at control. I surrender control. Control defined is to dominate, to regulate, to restrain, to govern, to manage, to rule, and to keep in check. You know, so many times we can stuff in our bodies, what God says, you know, when he told me I went to online Bible school, I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, that's not my personality. I said, God, that's not my personality. Come on. I mean, it's like, a, it's like the parking lot conversation I had with my daughter when I gave her $5 to go in the Christian bookstore. And she chewed me out when we got out to the parking lot and I was putting her in the back of the the Hummer. I had a big Hummer. <laughs> and she, don't you ever embarrass me like that. Five dollars, Mom? I said, you get, you get in the back of that car. I couldn't believe what I was dealing with. But we get like that with God. We have parking lot conversations. I said, this isn't my personality to do, to build a Bible school. He said, I'm changing your personality. Okay, you're going to go into the image of my son. Okay, and we're getting rid of you, sweetheart. You know, you're being transformed. Amen. You, you might have started down here and, you know, this was you then, but we're, we're building you. We're building you into the image, uh-oh, of Jesus. It's part of Jesus' personality. He was a teacher. Amen. Uh oh, <laughs> I said, but I like to get out and talk to people and you have fun and this and that. Well, that's a part of Jesus too, but now we're going to have you do this. Amen. So I had to surrender control. And you know, you go to these, some of these uh, Bible study groups or places and, and everybody's doing what they want to do in life. They get out their vacation pictures. <laughs> you know, I, I went to this one group and this lady flew over to London every other week, it seemed. She got the brand new car that I wanted. I went out and she had to show it off to everybody. A big, beautiful, uh, white truck and leather interior. And this one goes and gets her hair done. You know, it's like, well, I haven't been to the salon for a long time. But, you know, I started thinking, I started thinking about myself. I don't, I don't know if I like this. You know, I sit home every day. I work all the time. I don't have all this stuff. And God's like, well... That's okay. You're going into the image of Jesus, and we're killing the eye. And if you, if you do what I ask you to now, I'll give to you later. Okay? Yeah. But we don't want to do what he's asking us to do now. 
We want what we want now. And if you're lucky, God will talk to you on the way. Because that's how we treat them. That's how we treat them. We treat them, sometimes we treat them pretty nasty. Amen? But he says, if, if you do what I want you to, okay, then I can check off what you want later. But right now, I'm first, honey. I'm first, and you're going to be last. Amen? Because you're going into the image of Jesus. And this little selfish thing down here is getting killed. Amen? And, and God will kill the things in us that we don't think are a big deal. <laughs> so if you feel like you're crushed in some areas, but he's, he's pouring out his love in others. Amen? I mean, he just told me recently... Uh, you know, the big announcement that I was going to begin having public meetings in Orlando on Saturday nights and have a have a, a monthly meeting called Saturday Nights with Jesus. I'm going to share with that with you later. And I said, uh, the first thing I said, the first thing out of my mouth was, well, I, I, I didn't really think that that was on the agenda. I thought you were going to you know, do whatever. He said, no, this is what we're doing. And I said, but I, see, the I always comes up. Then it came up with Eve. She saw something she wanted. And God said, I told you not to. I told, I told you, I told you once. I told you twice. I told you three times. No. Yeah. But, but she looked at it and she couldn't resist it. And she took it. And here we are. This is how we all got here. Okay. And I don't know how we could thank her enough, although God's like, if you, if you were Eve, do you think you would have maybe did a little bit better? So have a little bit of mercy, Annie. But the first thing I said when God said, this is what 2023 is going to look like, I said, well, I, so I have to get over I and say yes. Amen. And a lot of times what he asks us to do, uh, our stomach goes upside down. I don't know about you, but, you know, a lot of times God asks, he stretches us. He's growing us into the image of his son. Yeah, amen. Okay? Yeah. We, can't, we can't lay on the couch and watch Netflix and eat a dozen donuts every day. Amen? He'll come for the dozen donuts and he'll throw them and he'll give you spinach. He'll come for that Netflix and says, I didn't make this trash. And he'll throw that away too. He'll come for your music. He'll come for it all. And he'll give you a good life. Amen? Because there's a lot of good things to do on this earth. And because uh, God made this planet to be inhabited by his people. But God, he comes and he wants, he wants us to be able to say, okay, you know, or we can say, you know, Lord, I, I okay, back to me again. I wasn't expecting this. And he's like, okay, so process it and let's get on with it. I've never known God to change his mind. Have you? Anybody? Maybe you're in your closet and God said, you know, I want you to give your favorite dress away. I want you to give that purple dress to that new girl in the, that you see at church that doesn't really have nice clothes. And, yeah, but I just bought this new dress. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. I didn't ask you if you liked your new dress or I, did, I asked you <laughs> to give your new dress. God had me. I had a little uh, sports car Porsche, not, not a Porsche, but a BMW after my divorce. It was like the I, I'm not going to mention the, the movie because it's God just hates that stuff. You know, he, he hates the devil making trash that people watch. But anyway, it's a nice sports car. And he, he had me, he said, I want you to go sell it. 
and you're going to go buy her a new car. Wow. And I didn't know what to say, except okay. <laughs> you know, you get to the point where when God asks something, you say okay. Amen. And we went, and I pulled up, and I love that car. It was black. It was, you know, five-speed. It was just right up, you know, fit me to a T. And he had me get a car, a special car, off the parking room uh, lot for her. And, and I, I got real excited when I did it because she, was, she didn't have anything. She had, I'll tell you what she did have. She had poverty, and she had hope in God. And I was able to buy that car, and then I got so excited. It was almost brand new. Volkswagen, a tan, you know, cute little thing with the, the uh, cloth convertible. And I filled it up. God's like, go fill it up with coolers and water and juices and uh, beach stuff so she can take it to the beach, get her CDs. I mean, it was fully loaded. And I pulled up to her apartment. You know, she lived right there. It was just a little place she lived and she had a bad back and I mean it was sad you know there's nothing hardly in the apartment except she would watch Christian Network and hold on to that Bible and pray you know and I pulled up there my heart was just and I beeped on that horn I was so excited and she come running out and said oh I said this is for you and I handed her the keys and she screamed she couldn't believe it and I said it's from God and you know what that was one of the best days of my life to be able to bless her, you know? But, uh, it, but when God asks us to do something, and then God said, okay, now you can go get yourself something, you know, and I got some used truck, you know what I mean? I got this used uh, Land Rover that I, that I really thought was nice, but it turned into being a queen, and every time it turned around, it seemed like it needs something. But, but God refines us, Amen. When he has us give somebody else the best, and we take the lower. I don't know why I'm into this. It wasn't on my list. But the bottom line is when we, you know, we pray about surrender, surrendering control to God. I surrender control. Okay, so you want me to start Saturday nights with Jesus in Orlando at different, you know, a venue uh, once a month. And, and, and God's like, yes. And I... <clears throat> You know, I know God's not going to change his mind, okay? Uh, well, actually, he'll come, come in the, uh, the room the next morning and say, you know, I changed my mind. I, I decided and show me this big calendar. A lot of times God will ask us to do things. We don't have what we need to do it. Yeah. And he said, did I, did, I, did I ask you what you have to fulfill what I told you to do? Do you have, do you, well, no, but what do you have? You have me. And in me is everything you need. <laughs> okay? We, we talked about seeking God first. But uh, so we, we see that in Matthew 6.33, it says to seek God first, and then God will add to us. So when God asks us something He's got to be everything we need to fulfill what he's asked us to do, even to let go, let go of what we have. Amen? So are we trying to dominate, to restrain, to govern, to manage, to rule, and to keep in check Almighty God, the all-knowing and all-powerful Most High God? The answer is yes, 
we do try, amen? If we're honest, as, as people in a society, we try to control and manipulate God. Anybody ever tried to manipulate and control God? Okay, but, but when God starts to talk to you about something, have you ever, have you ever tried to ignore him? <laughs> have you ever? Come on, we're, we're not liars in here, amen? But have we ever tried to ignore God? The answer is yes. You know, we'll talk to God about things that we want to talk to God about, you know? But, uh-oh, here he comes. And he highlights something. He said, I want to talk about this. And I want to talk about it in your life because it's got to go. Amen? Because if it doesn't go, you go. Amen? So God's always trying to clean us up. And, and you know, we, society has tried to box God in and tried to silence him forever. Have you noticed that? You know, the Holy Spirit used to, to be free to, to perform miracles and to do all kinds of signs and wonders. But now, many places, they've got such a boxed-in time and, and their agenda, you know, their agenda that he's not able to move at all. Yeah. Because the preacher could be preaching and all of a sudden God shows you uh, maybe an angel standing next to someone. And the angel has his head, his, his hand on someone's head, and you're seeing their head light, light up. And so you say, sir, uh, in the third row there, can you stand up? I see an angel beside you, and I see his head, his hand is on your head, and I see where you, there was some kind of a trauma to the right side of your head, and he says, yes, well, God is healing that right now, mm. okay? And then God will do his thing, and then God will have you continue to preach, right. okay? This is, this is the way Christ was when he was on the earth. Christ was full of the Holy Spirit. Everywhere Christ went, he taught because we need to know how to live. But they demonstrated God. God demonstrated himself amongst them. Amen? Which is what makes uh, gatherings interesting. Amen? So, so anyway, those are, those are exciting. And so, but many people are afraid when he comes in because there's been times when he's come in that you can feel him landing or heaven landing and there's a holy hush across the, across the auditorium and people get down on their, their knees because they can feel his presence. Or there's times where he breaks out in laughter and everybody's laughing and, and, and flying around or everybody's feeling drunk and woozy, okay? Yeah, and, right. And so God wants to fellowship with his people, but the preacher doesn't want that happening in his church. And so that's not part of their program. And God wants to get rid of that program. There's a time for everything, and God doesn't want to be uh, boxed in. And so, you know, when we try to control God, uh, it's not good. We're not going to be able to have the fullness of God in our meetings. Okay, so when you go to preach and you go to do stuff, when you start seeing things or when you feel things, you have to go with the flow. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Just like when I have done meetings before, God does different things. And Christ swooshes and he says, remember, I'm in you and you're in me. Meaning Christ in me, the hope of glory, and he operates through us. Okay? Mm -hmm. So 
You know, I was reading in the Bible about when God spoke uh, to the people in the book of Exodus 2019. They tried to control God when God spoke. God spoke with his voice from Mount Sinai. Okay? I've heard God's audible voice. And uh, he made sound. He made vocal cords. He's got his own. Amen? So we're made, we're made in God's image, the Bible says. Okay? We're made in God's image. He has a head, eyeballs. You know, we look like him. Okay? But then we are conformed into his likeness. That's the, that's the process we go through over here. Okay? When he takes our personality and things that we like, which he put in there, but he's also maturing us more and more into the image of Jesus, okay? But our image, our physical image, is we look like God. His head, his, his uh, ears, his nose, amen? His uh, throat, his chest, the way he walks, he's got good posture. <laughs> they all wear white gloves. They all had white gloves on. The Bible talks about being blameless, that he would be able to present us blameless white gloves. Haven't you ever heard of the white glove test? Oh, yeah. So he wants to present us blameless and pure. Amen. We're made in his image, and then he transforms us into his likeness, the Bible says. But anyway, God spoke uh, <clears throat> in the book of Exodus chapter 20. And when he spoke with his voice from Mount Sinai, just picture it. He's up on Mount Sinai, the people around the mountain, and they're listening to the voice of Almighty God. But they witnessed, along with hearing his voice, they witnessed his thunderings, his lightnings, and the noise of the trumpets, and the mountain smoking as he gave them the Ten Commandments, not ten good ideas. Amen? Nowadays, a lot of people treat the Ten Commandments like ten good ideas. But Jesus says in the book of Matthew 19, 17, if you want to enter into heaven, you must obey the commandments. Okay? That's very important. So when you think of the Ten Commandments, think I better obey them if I want to go to heaven. Right? We need to ask God to forgive us all the way out of here, though. Okay? That's a, that's a given. Amen? God, I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry. I missed the mark. I missed the mark. Okay. And God's like, not a problem. Let's just get back in line and let's, let's do this again. Amen. Because he's a father. He's a father. He doesn't pick off his kids. He tries, he wants to raise his kids. Amen. He wants the best for his kids. Anyway, the people cried out to Moses when they heard the voice of God and they saw all these theatrics. God is very theatrical. He created noise. He created drama. Okay? He is the creator of drama. Is he not? Yes, he is. Hollywood has nothing on the drama of God. I know when I went, uh, God was trying to do inner healing in me. I don't know which book it's in. I've got three of them. Real God, Boots and Lipstick, and The Road Up. I, I don't know what this scene is in. But he was <clears throat> very theatrical when I, I ran from my cottage to my sister's one day. And I was sitting on the couch and I didn't hear much around me. And all of a sudden he was trying to deal with me about, you know, the, the sin in my life, the drugs and stuff. Anyway, and I, I, I didn't hear anything. So I felt like I was safe 
not knowing that God sees everything and he's everywhere. Okay, but I was at this little level of understanding. Do you know what I'm saying? We don't start off knowing stuff. We don't even know the Bible. But God's the Father. He's going to teach you. Amen. (laughs) And so I grab my stash out, and I'm going to do some drugs, and all of a sudden, (laughs) talk about theatrics. I heard such theatrics, and it felt like, (laughs) like like the ceiling was caving in, and I felt this fear fly into me. And he said, I said, no, no more. But he was very dramatic about it. And in the drama, it scared me to death. Amen. Which it needed to. And, and so they were trying to put wisdom in me, you know, the only way that they could. And the fear of the Lord, knowing he, he has judgment on sin, is the beginning of wisdom. Amen. But when, when, when they, God was doing all this drama, and, and the, it was thundering and carrying on. The people cried out to Moses, We will listen to you, but, but don't let God speak to us lest we die. We don't want to hear God. We don't want to hear God. Amen. Yeah. But we don't, we don't have to be like that with God. Amen. But God's wrath, we need to remember this. God has two sides. Amen. We talked about it one week. One side is love. And the other side is wrath. He doesn't want to put wrath on you, but his wrath goes on sin. Amen? And he will lovingly try to remove it. Okay? Because if, if he can't remove it while you're on the earth, he has to remove you into eternal fire. I've, I've studied the Bible 21 years. Like, fine tooth comb. You can go through all my teaching. I have, I have 121 Bible studies and the crown program and everything in between. Amen. I have studied the book. And this was the problem. He said, your stupidity and going into eternal fire is my problem, Manny. I said, but why don't they teach us this, God? He said, because of men's traditions and denominations, they pop them out of their schools and they don't get into the full message. He said, quite frankly, the devil has stolen the truth from the earth, and I'm here to put it back. <laughs> Amen? Amen. And, and you know, when you hear the truth, it's a sword. It'll come at you to cut off the sin and to bring in wholeness. Amen? God doesn't want to share us with death. I am glad for that, aren't you? Amen. So, are you in self-control, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which on purpose we daily put on, while resting in peace and calm assurance under God's supreme sovereign control and powerful angelic invisible army? Or are you trying to control Almighty God's actions, control his schedule, control his day planner, agenda, goal book, dreams manual, and even his vision board for your life? With the root problem being fear, doubt, and unbelief, saying in your mind, I'm not sure if he can do what he's asking me to do. Amen? I don't know. He's asked me to do this, but is he able to see it through? And you know, confidence in God is what we need in life. But you know what confidence is built, isn't it? Like a bicep, if you went into the gym, you know, you might look like olive oil. <laughs> but if you were faithful, you would have, you would, you would, you would actually see 
See a little muscle develop there. Yeah. Okay? Because we don't work out for nothing. We're working out to be in shape and to have a, have a nice physique. Amen? Yeah. We actually go for a reason, to be healthy. But fear is always trying to come against faith. We have two opposing forces, faith and fear. Okay? The two Fs. God asks us to do something. And we have this. Maybe God's asking you to start a home Bible study. Maybe God's asking you to get your family together and to start opening up the Bible study and teach what you know to others. And you're thinking, I don't, I don't know if I have what it takes. And God said, I didn't ask you if you have what it took. I asked you to do what I asked. And then you see his power. You know, we don't see God's power until we step out. We don't see it. I have never seen God, you know, that's what faith is. And God builds our faith. But we can't have great faith if we stay like this. Yeah. I'm afraid. Well, do it afraid. <laughs> do you know that unbelief is a sin? It's in the Bible. God's like, my mature people know that because they've read my Bible. He said, unbelief is a sin. And unbelief has stopped my work. My work has been hindered because of unbelief. What is God asking you to do that you are afraid? Amen? And <clears throat> we, we often, when God asks something of us, we try to manipulate, manage, and influence Him, you know? And uh, we want to be correct, properly, and astutely proactive while worrying, pondering, pacing, and guessing the outcome, the details, and everything else underneath the sun of what God asks us to do. Amen? So we need to let go of normal. Uh, Christianity is not normal. Christianity uh, leans not on its own understanding. Christianity leans not on its own wisdom. Christianity leans on the solidity of Almighty God. Amen? Um, Christianity does what God instructs and directs. This is the life and journey of faith, which God commands and God expects. So God is growing your faith. And I know that he's speaking to people tonight about, I've asked you to do this. I've asked you to step out. Maybe God is asking you to give to, to uh, a ministry or a cause. And you're thinking, yeah, but if I give, if I give what you're asking, then I won't have money to go uh, feed my flesh. Amen? Yeah, but I'm asking you to give to the ministry. As they're stepping out, I need, I, she needs partners in this financially. Yeah, but if I give to her financially, then I'm not going to have that money I spend at McDonald's. Well, I guess that's called a sacrificial offering. Amen? And so, but we're always going to face, when God asks us to do something, I know about it all my life. He's asked me to do things that I never had the ability to do, okay? He never changes his mind. He doesn't ask us to take an inventory of what we have and give him a list. Um, he didn't um, tell Moses to, you know, before you get down to the water, I want you to, you know, blow up a bunch of rafts. Have the Israelites carry their wraps on their back. And you guys are going to swim like this across to the other side. 
There was no plan except I am that I am. Who are you? Moses said. Yeah. You know, he was, he, was in, he was on fire talking to him out of a burning bush. God, out inside of God is fire. God created fire. In him is everything that he made that comes out of him. So just picture that. He's made a, he, he, he made us in his image, but in him is fire that comes out and even consumes his enemies. His eyes are blazing fire and his feet are burnished bronze. He holds the angels and in, in, in the churches in his hands and he takes tours through them to see if the people are learning him. Are you teaching my people me? I am the word. Are they learning about your tradition and they're dying on the vine? God does inspections. Psalm 78, 41 reads, Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. When God asks us to go to the next level, Oh, but God, I was pretty comfortable down here. You know, I thought we were going to stay here. And God's like, Are you serious? You don't know me by now? I'm all about dominion. I'm all about kingdom advancement. I need to be number one on this earth, not the devil. Amen? Do, do I have all the people yet? Do I have all the people? Are all the people safe with me yet? We're not going to stay here. I'm asking you, I'm stretching you, and I'm telling you I am what it's going to take. You're going to the next level for the people and the souls. Amen? But they turned back, Psalm 78, 41. They turned back tempted God, and limited the Holy One of Israel. I don't know about you, but I don't want to meet Christ and have Christ call me an unprofitable servant. I gave you 30 talents, but you didn't do anything with them because you were afraid. Amen? You were afraid, and you had unbelief, so you didn't step out to do what I asked you to do. Okay? So let us not turn back from faith, remembering faith does not see. Faith believes, yes, Lord, okay, and it moves forward under God. Amen? We're not doing things alone. We're not doing nine to five like normal people. Amen? We're moving in a supernatural life underneath Almighty God. So let us not tempt God into necessary discipline and mandatory correction. Amen? I don't want to limit God. There's 107 people per minute that fly into forever. Uh, the bartender was one of them the other night, got shot in the back, and I'm sure he went down into hell. I don't think that if you're in sin and you get, you, know, you get killed, you don't rise into heaven. You don't have any time. Amen? He didn't have any time, did he, ladies? No. So, and let us not limit God through carnal, reprobate opinions of base, faithless humans. When you go to step out to the next level, you're going to have people that are sitting on the sidelines making fun of you, mocking you, criticizing you, judging you, critiquing you. And, and, but you got to remember where that's coming from. It's coming from the devil. Okay? It's coming from the devil. They did it to Christ. There's a Bible study on Rialaron called Jesus, the Earned Crown. It takes you all through the, the book of Mark. Okay? And all they did, the devil, didn't want Christ to reach the people. 
and the religious leaders, that, that they were the haves. And then he had his apostles that, that left their businesses and everything. They, they gave everything for the souls of man. So Christ was able to use those people because they withheld nothing. People that withhold nothing from Christ are used by Christ. They're not I people. They're God people. There's a big difference. And God will take you to find out if you're an I person, I, or you're a yes, Lord person. And that's why we, saw, we see so many, uh, and we read about the miracles that God was able to do with his son and with the apostles was because they gave everything to God for his heart, which was the souls of the nations. They weren't here to build their own thrones. They gave everything. They were beaten and shipwrecked, and they went through all kind of abuse. Amen? So let us not tempt God into necessary discipline. Let us not limit God through other people's opinions or even our own when we start to think and reason things out because it happens. Amen? Because we're humans. We live in a body. We're, we're being transformed into supernatural thinking, and we have to let go of worldly wisdom. Amen? And when fear comes, we have to remember who has put us where we are to go forward under him. So let's not limit God through idolatry. Let us not limit God through the love of money. Let us not limit God through the greed of other things. And we need to remember uh, the 12 spies came back with different reports in the book of Numbers chapter 13. After God said three things about the land ahead of them. In the book of Numbers chapter 13, God told them, Number one, go. Number two, search out the land. Go see the land. And number three, God said, I give you the land. So he said, go, go look at the land, and I give you the land. Well, out of that came ten spies. And uh, we know that they, they all went out, but there were ten spies that came back after searching the land saying, we can't do this. We're not strong enough. Amen. And this is God's response to them. Numbers 14:37. Even those men that did bring up the evil report upon the land died by the plague before the Lord. God killed the people that had unbelief. That's not good, is it? Okay, so this is not the response we want from God. Death is not the desirable place for us. Amen. And uh, we see the other two spies, Joshua and Caleb, they did well and were honored and rewarded by God as he gave them the promised land due to their allegiance to God and their faith in God to pursue the land as God instructed he would give it. So God led Joshua and Caleb all the way through the process to the expected end God stated. Amen. So we must believe God. When God tells us to go, and God tells us what to do where he's told us to go, and he tells you, I'll give it to you, we need to do as he has stated, amen? And we don't want to shrink back and limit God, amen? amen. Father, I thank you for this message. I thank you that we, as your people, will eat the bread of life, the word of God on a daily basis, to build up our spirit man on the inside 
so that our spirit man is not some weak little anemic thing that could break any second, but we feed the spirit man so it can be big and strong and have the mind of Christ where you're able to operate uh, through our lives to advance your kingdom, Father God, and that we starve the flesh and we crucify the flesh and we continue to rise into the image of Jesus to take this world for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Rialoran International Ministries Incorporated appreciates all of its faithful covenant partners and wishes each and every one of you a beautiful life with Jesus. Please visit Rialoran today at www.rialoran.org.